As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we're live. We'll let the stream breathe just for a few seconds. Make sure everybody's up to speed. Make sure the stream's nice and stable. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me, as always, is my partner in crime and fellow football priest. You know him, you love him. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, I hope you had a nice, enjoyable, relaxing weekend and are ready to dive feet first into what is really the beginning of Bronco training camp this week. I've been trying to stay under the air conditioning, Chad. It is so freaking hot outside. I'm not a type of guy that likes summer. Fall and winter are my favorite seasons. I've never been a summer kind of guy. So I'm just trying to stay cool, you know, stay socially responsible when it comes to the the CV and all that, and just kind of bide my time, Chad, until training camp. I am so happy there's forward momentum. I'm so happy the NFL and the NFLPA finally came to terms. Reporting is Tuesday. We don't have a preseason, but at least it's forward momentum, and we're going into football season. I could not be happier. The rookies, the quarterbacks, and the rehabbing players reported for their testing on Thursday, three days quarantined. Then they come back today, Sunday, to get their second test. If that's clean, they can walk through the doors of UC Health Training Center tomorrow. They'll be tested every day from here on out, wearing a mask, but they can begin training camp. So in other words, for the first time since he was hired to be the offensive coordinator and since he was hired to be the quarterback's coach, Pat Shermer and Mike Shula will be able to actually get hands-on Drew Locke starting tomorrow. Now, there are a few weeks out. We're going to get to some of this stuff, some of the nuance of what's these the new amendments to the CBA are, and uh, we're not going to get too boring on you know lawyer stuff or anything like that. But we're going to talk about some of the key things, what it means. But Zach, football's starting up, and it's a. I mean, we've all been conscient, we've all been long suffering, and it's coming back, baby. Every offseason, Chad, this stretch right here from mid-June till late July until training camp, it's always tough. But this offseason has been uh, a test of all our patience, of our, our understanding of what's going on around the world. And I cannot wait for that first whistle of the regular season. I cannot wait to see Broncos quotes come out, Broncos news come out, Broncos practices, and then a Broncos game in September. I am so freaking ready for it. All right, so we've got to, before we dive into the main meat and potatoes of tonight's show, really quick, I want to welcome in everybody who's hanging out in the room. We got Kenneth, 
We have got Ke- uh, Kevin. We've got Terry. What's good, my brother? What's up, guys? We got Christy, the queen of MHH, is in the hizzy. Hope everything's going well for you. We got Glenn, Matt, Buana Beast with us, of course, Biggie. And the one person I, I want to kind of single out here is uh, a cat that goes by the name of Duke Boynton. This cat right here. Because I was on a little mini mini vacation this past weekend when went to visit my in-laws. And when I returned, there was a package on my doorstep. And when we first pulled up, both of us just figured, oh, you know, something we ordered off Amazon, showed up. We don't even know. Well, we get in the house. We're unpacking. We're getting everything back. And she opens it, and she starts pulling out these very unique items, which I'm going to display to you all here in just a second. And uh, I go, she goes, you, where'd you order this? Is this off eBay? And I'm like, no, no, uh, who's it from? And she read the name, Duke Boynton. And I go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's Huddle Up Podcast listener. That's MHH community member. And she, first thing she said to me was, you gave them our address? <laughs> I'm just kidding. She didn't say it. But um, I want to show you guys and thank Duke personally, both Zach and I, because he included some, some gifts to both of us. But the first thing I want to show you guys real quick, this will just be brief because it, it's worth showing you guys, is he included a, a very nice, well-written, personal little letter. But he sent this watch that he's giving – to me, I don't know if I how well I can get it with the glare, but it's you know it's a really cool little Bronco watch. But here's what's cooler, okay? Little keepsake memento. You recognize that insignia? Those Roman numerals should be, have a special significance for all of Broncos country from Super Bowl 32. So some memorabilia uh, from Super Bowl 32. All right, that's for me. Then Duke sent also this for my son. From 2001, a cool little Bronco semi-toy that's still in its original packaging. Very sweet. That's going to stay in its packaging, by the way, Duke. He's, he's not going to be breaking that out and playing with it. And then for Zach, Duke, so cool. he's thinking, we got to populate that bookshelf. <laughs> I sell where, that book. where are you at, KP? It should make you happy. <laughs> Which is a very, let me just say, it's awesome. a, I've, I've thumbed through it really quickly. But it is a very nice book. Um, so anyway, Duke... You didn't have to do that. It's very sweet, very kind of you, and yeah. we really appreciate it. And uh, much love to you and your family. Tell your kids we said hello. Duke, I was floored when Chad just told me about that right before we went on. Uh, we started the show tonight. Isn't it going to go right and back in me front and center? I don't know how I'm going to reconfigure the shelf, but it looked like a – I asked Chad, was that a picture? It looks that professional, that classy. I cannot wait to read it. I cannot wait to display it. Duke, you floor us with your generosity. Thank you so, so much. Absolutely. Yep. So thanks, my friend. And with that, we're going to dive into the meat and potatoes of tonight's show. But we got to just real quick as the podcast and as MHH continue to grow exponentially, we got to make sure our new listeners know how to connect with us on social media. If you're on Twitter, you want to make sure you're following the podcast at Huddle Up Pod and then also the main account for MHH at Mile High Huddle. You got those two accounts followed. You're not going to miss anything as it relates to audio content covering your team, the Broncos or breaking Broncos news and analysis. So make sure you take care of that when you get some time. And if you're in a position, we want to gently draw your attention to our merch store, huddleuppod.com. Head on over there and get your swag on. Get yourself one of these football priests hat. There's T-shirts, there's hoodies, there's mugs, there's face masks, which is very important. The number one seller right now in the calendar year of 2020 has been those face masks. That's the one silver lining that Zach and I can have to thank uh, the word that she'll go unmentioned okay. is those face masks are flying off the shelf. 
but it's just another great organic way that you can support what we're doing here at MHH as we continue to strive to bring you not only these daily podcasts, but all the written work and video stuff and the film breakdowns, the scouting of the NFL draft that we bring to you on a daily basis. That's, that's another way to support the cause. And if you're not in a position to do that, it's all good. We're just happy to have you here. These three things, though, each and every listener can do, no matter if you're with us live or listening after the fact on demand as a podcast. First and foremost, subscribe. Wherever you're listening, subscribe, especially on YouTube. Like this video. Like this podcast episode. And then if you really love what Zach and I are doing, share it out there. Football's starting, you guys. There are fans, your friends, your family, people you're connected to on social media. They will appreciate seeing this stuff, being exposed to these podcasts that are the whole point is to not just entertain, but inform them what's happening with their team on a daily basis. So those three things, take a look at it. We really appreciate it. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. All right, Zach. So we're going to give away a little swag tonight because we're. this will be the third week in a row. We want to make it kind of a... Uh, Sunday night thing. We'll see. We, we might do it more than one night a week, but we want to give away some swag. So that's just a fair warning to everybody here in just a few minutes when we give the word. Buona Beast is going to pull a name from the random generator widget that he found on the internet. If you're in the live stream and you are have made a comment or a super chat, you are getting entered into the raffle. So stay tuned for that. But first thing, Zach, is I want to run through this article from Cliss and credit to Cliss. He did a good job of encapsulating basically the new amendments that have been made to the CBA and then also some of the changes, how it affects the Broncos, et cetera, heading into really this week, which is, as we talked about is, is the beginning of uh, Broncos camp. And he was given access to a memo that was sent out, uh, NFL sent to all 32 teams. And I'm going to quote here just for a minute. The Broncos may be cutting 10 players before veterans report for COVID-19 testing on Tuesday. Nine News obtained a memo the NFL sent to its 32 teams that contains several amendments to how training camp will be conducted with the word that shall go unmentioned, safeguards, CV safeguards. To help free up social distancing, all teams are required to cut their roster from 90 players to 80, either by Tuesday, that's day after tomorrow, 
when the veterans report for CV testing or August 16th, which is the day before full padded practices will begin. Remember, we talked about there's going to be 18 days of calisthenics and, you know, getting back into shape, basically easing them into the contact and the explosion and the running fast and all that stuff, conditioning. Waiting until August 16th to reduce the roster would mean the Broncos would, if that's what they choose to do, instead of releasing 10 guys on Tuesday, if they choose to wait till 16th, they'll have to split the 90 man roster into two groups. And those two groups cannot be at the team's uh, camp facility at the same time. I don't really understand that, to be honest with you. Yeah. But Too convoluted. Very convoluted. A uh, few more things I want to quote here. One group would consist of rookies, first-year players, veteran players rehabbing injuries, and some quarterbacks. So basically the group that showed up Thursday and has gone through the testing and all that that's going to show up tomorrow morning, that group would be separated from the other group, which would consist of the veterans and some quarterbacks. In other words, they need to have at least one quarterback in each group so that they can you know, run, run the offense and all that stuff. Broncos GM John Elway and head coach Vic Fangio, I'm still quoting Clist, are expected to decide on the roster trim option no later than Monday morning. It makes sense to make the roster cuts Tuesday because splitting up a team into two groups would seem unwieldy with players like receivers Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler in the rookie group and a receiver like Cortland Sutton and tight ends Noah Fant, Nick Bennett in the other group. Who would lock throw to? Other Crucial info we'll get to from the NFL memo. But that first little section, Zach, your gut reaction, what do you think it means? Oh, I don't think the Broncos are going to wait until the 16th. A lot of teams today, Chad, released batches of players to get to that 80-man roster limit. I don't think the Broncos are going to split their uh, their squad up uh, by the 16th. I I, I agree with what Cliss is saying. Um, I think you're going to see in the next couple of days some of these roster moves come out. A lot of the bottom of the barrel kind of guys, um, players that are no longer needed, that never really had a chance. It's unfortunate, no preseason this year. Uh, they're not going to even get a chance to be at training camp, to be at practices. But it's a unique year. It's an un you know, unprecedented kind of year, and that comes with uncharted uh, decision-making. One guy, though, might get into it as the episode goes on, who I don't think the Broncos will cut just yet is Riley Neal, the quarterback Mm -hmm. they picked up. Because I think, you know what, he has a shot to beat out Brett Rippon for the third uh, quarterback spot. They're not really sold or in love with Brett Rippon, and I think that he'll at least one guy of the bottom of the barrel, it'll be Riley Neal to be taken along for the ride up until the regular season. It just seems like very arbitrary that 80 – it's okay to have 80 players all in one room or all in one facility at the same time, but 90, now that's beyond the pale. Now you're going to have yeah. to split it up. Just to me, it's more just, for lack of a better term, I'll say virus signaling for <laughs> instead of virtue signaling. It's like, are you really solving any problems, okay? Are you really solving any obstacles, any potential roadblocks. I really don't see the difference between 80 and 90, but that's really neither here nor there real quick. Terry, appreciate the super chat, my friend. Thank you. Look forward to talking to you next week. Terry's going to be on the show next Wednesday, not this coming Wednesday, but the next as the number seven uh, installment of our superstar segments. He says, hashtag state of being hashtag Broncos world, baby. We appreciate that. And then this week it's going to be Steve Baumgartner is going to join us Wednesday night. And of course we do look forward to, to talking to Steve. I don't know if he's in the stream yet. I haven't seen him, but we he was super excited. He tweeted at us today. He's super yeah. excited to go on Wednesday. Kenneth Booker. I just want to broke. This is a quick aside guys. It's been a weird summer. We've already, we don't need to dwell anymore on the fact that it really has been. And we're not going to get up close. Look, fans aren't anyway at training camp media. We're going to be restricted on what we can see. There's no preseason. 
it's going to, in a weird way, feel like we're still flying blind on this team in some senses of the word all the way up until the season opener, which is why, as Kenneth Booker points out here, he says, I haven't seen 80% of these rookies play. That's why I religiously follow Eric Trickle's player breakdown. So hopefully those of you, I know our YouTube audience hasn't missed them, but if you're not following what we're doing on YouTube, hopefully you're following what we're doing on the written side at milehighhuddle.com, which is a part of Sports Illustrated. And all of the player breakdowns, Eric took basically all 90 guys and did a written little quick write-up and then a deep dive video for each player. You guys got to check that out. As Kenneth says, it's very edifying, keeps you clued in. All right, Zach, I want to grab, appreciate you, Kenneth. I uh, want to grab really quick here this other super because I can see it's very, very active in the chat stream, and I don't want it to do one of those jumps on us that it is want to do. We have a new name I don't recognize. Uh, this is a, obviously someone that's from Pat Shermer's old team. It looks like very clearly and evidently a Giants fan. Cruzan26 showing some love on Super Chat. Appreciate you. And he says, Pat Sh- uh, Shermer is a very good offensive coordinator a good hire. Similarly, Zach to Wade Phillips might be a crummy head coach, but he is a very well-respected, well-regarded coordinator. Yeah. You know, like the Marty Schottenheimer, Norv Turner's there's so many examples out there of horrible head coaches, but just great coordinators. And um, I think Pat Schirmer was a good hire. I, I didn't like the Scangarello firing. I thought it was a little knee jerk, but who they got to replace Scangarello, a, a venerable coach, a well-respected coach, a quarterback guru, a guy who knows how to call plays and maximize his players potential. I've really come around to the Schirmer hire. And then you pair that with Shula as the quarterback's coach. It's hard not to like what the Broncos are doing on offense and, and if you're a Giants fan, uh, we, we, we see that you're coming in peace and welcome. And uh, we yeah. hope you keep keep up with the Broncos this year just to at least follow Shermer and his progress with Drew Locke. Lee Roy's joining us. We got to shout out our Facebook audience. He says, what's up, guys? Working overtime once again. Trying to keep up with you guys. Denver Broncos for life. Appreciate that, Lee Roy. I'm still waiting for that selfie, dog. I still haven't gotten that selfie from the swag that uh, you picked up. We appreciate you, brother. Okay, real quick, I want to go back to this Cliss article, then we'll get back to the chat stream just for a minute here. Uh, other information that was worth reporting that came from that NFL memo that Cliss was privy to, quote, all four of the Broncos preseason games that were going to be telecast on Channel 20 have officially been canceled. Now, for those lamenting the fact that the preseason has completely been kiboshed, I want to draw your attention to something that uh, a milehighhuddle.com reader and member posted on the community section today. And this is why the community section at milehighhuddle.com is just phenomenal. I love it. Is people pick up different things from around the web. They think it's pertinent that the community would like it, that the staff would like it. They share it in the community. And Broncos, Sear, if you're listening, appreciate you bringing this to our attention. But this is a quote from Kyle Shanahan, Zach, from the San Francisco Chronicle. Quote, he says, the lack of preseason games does help a lot. Because usually you got to put in those travel days. I don't care so much about the game, meaning the preseason game, but you miss practice the day before because of the travel. Practice the day of, practice the day after. So knowing that we don't have those games, even if we have less days, I think we might actually be able to make it up because we don't have to travel to games. So we might be able to get the same amount of work in, close quote. What's your reaction to the way Shanahan's viewing this thing? I think he's kind of reaching for a silver lining. Obviously, the travel or lack of travel does help the coaches, but you want to see what these players can do, not just in a real live game situation, but against another team, not against their own players. And maybe there's a happy medium. Maybe games aren't necessary because the result doesn't matter. Maybe we can just do uh, intra-squad scrimmages. We can do scrimmages between teams and uh, get some competitive action going. 
I I understand what he's saying, and he knows way more than I do. But I just think he's trying to find something positive uh, to look at with no preseason to speak of. It's a great evaluation period, and Shanahan is one of the best evaluators in the entire NFL. So I can't think he's totally happy with having less evaluation period before cutdowns. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) the ability to, because we talk about this, this was something we used quite a bit when Tebow was the quarterback is, you know, they just have that clutch gene when the lights go on, they just could flip a switch. Right. And sometimes you don't see that in players until they're put in that situation. There just is a different ambiance, a different vibe. The stakes are different. Despite the fact that the preseason, they're exhibition games. They don't count. They matter drastically to that bottom 15% on the roster. And you see those guys just turn it on and, and flip that switch. And so I worry that you're those evaluations that become crucial, like, for example, Terrell Davis is a sixth-round rookie in 1995. Does he make the 53-man roster and go on to become a Bronco Hall of Famer if not for that one phenomenal tackle he makes in Tokyo in a meaningless preseason game? So in in those senses, you worry about what you're missing out on, but this is just such a unique situation. There's really no getting around it. That's what the Players Association demanded. The NFL is keeping its eye on the prize, said, look, we'll sacrifice the four games in order to get the full – uh, regular season. Real quick, Mundungus jumping in at, with a very generous super chat. Appreciate you, my friend. He says, struggling a little um, bit today, guys. I'm so Grandma sorry this. just had a couple of strokes and isn't expected to make it through the week. Oh, oh man. man. You guys have always cheered me up no matter what, so I just want to say I love you and go Broncos. We love you too. Our thoughts and prayers are with you yeah. and your grandma and your family. That's just 
terrible. I, I think a lot of us can uh, relate to what it's like to deal with these type of things with our grandparents and the older we get, that means the older they get. And, you know, so it, things happen. So our thoughts are with you. If there's anything we can do, Mundungus, reach, yeah, out, reach out. Yeah. We'll be praying for you and uh, hope for, hope for the best for her and uh, anything you need. Don't be you know hesitant to reach out and contact us. Absolutely. Um, Zach's web design jumping in bonafide superstar. Thank you, sir. going to come on the show next month. Appreciate your generosity. And he says, just because you guys are the best hashtag MHH for life. Appreciate that. My friend really appreciate that. And we'll be in touch about that other thing. We were, we were t- talking about last week about working up a design. Uh, one more and then we'll get back to it. Geo jumping in oh, George. Holy smokes. I misread that George. You don't have to do that, bro. <laughs> You're really way don't. from the top rope. I mean, we we appreciate you, my friend. Yeah. But uh, hope hope everyone's back to 100% in your humble abode and that CV has been laid waste and vanquished and you guys are back to living life. He says, kind of busy and can't listen live, but I show my love and respect for MHH. We'll watch later. So it just blows me away, Zach. What an amazing fan base, Chad. They can't even watch the pod, and they're making that generous of donations and support uh, to us. I just, like you said, there's no words. It blows us away, literally. We, we are left speechless at your support. It's not insincere. We're not being disingenuous when we say that. It is 100% the truth. Chad and I talk about it. Juan and I talk about it. We all three talk about it. It is absolutely amazing, and uh, no words can describe how grateful we are for you guys. But it means something in terms of what it allows us to do. It allows us to invest the time into bringing you these podcasts. It allows us to invest into the quality of our content that we provide on YouTube and at milehighhuddle.com. So it all adds up. Every little bit counts and helps. And it just, you know, we thank our lucky stars that we have such dedicated and outgoing members of the community and listeners of this podcast. So George and Mundungas and Terry and Zach and everybody Duke, we appreciate you guys more than we can say. Yeah, we keep um, naming right. names. We just have yeah, a, I mean, the a list giant. Of we'll get to more t- tonight that are in the stream. We'll get to you here in just a minute, those superstars. All right, a few more things, and then we'll just focus purely on the chat stream. Uh, from Cliss's memo, quote, there will be a limit of 14 padded practices. That begins August 17th. The first padded practice can only be 90 minutes in length. From there, each subsequent practice can add 15 minutes until it reaches the two-and-a-half-hour maximum in the fifth padded practice. And this is Cliss. Based on how Coach Vic Fangio conducted training camp last year, Broncos players can expect the two-and-a-half-hour sessions for those final 10 padded practices. Because they open on a Monday night, which is September 14th against the Tennessee Titans in Denver, Bronco players must get at least seven days off during training camp. Players on teams who open their season on a Thursday, so September 10th, or a Sunday, September 13th, will get six days off. So again, Broncos fans have to wait the almost the well, probably the longest of any fans to see their team debut in 2020 because of the Monday night football debut. Uh, beginning August 3rd, the Broncos can have one walkthrough session a day during the one walkthrough session a day during the eight-day acclimation period. So so that's in a few days. So that's a week from now. Starting then, they'll be able to actually have walkthroughs during these, you know, let's focus on conditioning. It's better than nothing because even though it's not fast twitch, quick explosion, Zach, it allows these, especially this new system that's coming in from Shermer, it helps to kind of sink in and hit home in terms of install. 
Yeah, maybe I'm alone in this, but I'm still salty that the NFL did away with two-a-days, Chad. I thought, you know, contact, padded practices, and having two-a-days and allowing the players to just hit each other more often was actually preventing injury. It was actually better for the players. So I understand why the NFL is dealing at this offseason, having these certain rules to follow, because the players haven't been in their facility all offseason. They're all cold. They're all tight. They're not in football shape yet. And there's a major difference between being in, you know, good shape, you know, for the, as a human being and being in football shape for a football player. And they have to get in football shape now. So 21 day acclimation period walkthroughs, and they're kind of just ramping up the intensity for practices and, and leading them into uh, the regular season. That's where preseason though, Chad, not the result, not the stats for those games, but getting them some live bullet action some, some auditions, letting them hit each other, get out in the field, that pays bigger dividends than I think most p- people realize. So in that sense, I'm going to miss having preseason action, if only because it can prevent an injury down the line. It's like many of our listeners in the community have said that, you know, look forward to or expect a very ugly form, sloppy form of football that first very, quarter of the season. Yeah. It's just there's there's going to be no getting around it. The teams that have more established quarterbacks and the teams that have the more savvy, creative, innovative coaches, I think will be ahead of the curve in that regard. But it's still – it's going to affect all 32 teams, not having these preseasons. Um, all right, last two things. Starting either August 12th or 13th, the Broncos will have a four-day ramp-up period where players can practice in helmets for two days and then helmets and shells for two days. These unique break-in periods were negotiated between the league owners and players because of the CV shutdown – that it wiped out all off-season team activities, and some players had trouble finding gyms that were open. When I took place or took part, Zach, in that uh, conference call with the NFLPA, not this last Friday, but the Friday before, that was something the president of the NFLPA, J.C. Treader, brought up. In that, so many players. I mean, a lot of these guys, they're they're well-to-do, right? They make millions of dollars, and if not millions, they make many hundreds of thousands of dollars. And a lot of them have pretty good home gyms. All right, so stuff like that. Yeah. However, there are some, especially that bottom 15% on the roster that might not have that stuff. And, and if they're prevented from going to their local gym or whatever, they are in a disadvantaged situation in terms of maintaining or preparing their conditioning for the grueling war of attrition that is the NFL season. So I do understand, Zach, that they want a little bit of conditioning, but it feels like a little bit to me in this case, they're milking it like they need to get mm-hmm. to the real – I mean, if you're doing away completely with the preseason, I mean, you need that contact. You need that quick twitch. There's going to be attrition, meaning there are going to be players that get hurt no matter what. Every training camp, it happens. That's part of football. I'd rather get to that sooner than later. Get to that, I mean, within reason. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying right into the, from, you know, right into the, the frying pan, as it were. But the sooner you can get to the, the contact and the closer to the full speed you can get, the sooner that those, you know, your the attrition rates will come to the to the to the surface, and you can actually start seeing how this roster is going to take shape. Who didn't take care of their conditioning? You know, who's probably going to fall by the wayside? Whether you had a preseason or not, whether you had a regular training camp or not. I think this is kind of pandering to the players, and I kind of take issue with them not being able to afford home gyms or find home gyms, Chad. I don't make what an NFL player makes, not even close to it per year, but I, when my gym closed down, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I bought myself something for yeah. a, in terms of a home gym. I mean, they could have done it, and they have the NFL, their teams. They could have gotten, I don't know, discounts. They could have fought, bought better materials and better workout equipment than the normal citizen or civilian could have found. So I don't really understand why – 
Uh, they're milking that aspect. They could have worked out if they wanted to. But, you know, we need some sort of acclimation period. We need some sort of, I guess, the NFLPA needed to, to win against the NFL and make it seem like they won that negotiation. Whatever helps, Chad. I'm just saying it's I don't really understand they couldn't spend a couple hundred bucks to get a bench press machine in their house or a, a squat rack in their house. It's not that expensive. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And where all else fails, take a jog around the block. You know what I mean? I mean, anyway, real quick, as Glenn said, we echo Glenn here. Prayers up for Mundungus's grandma and his family. Mark Langley jumping in. And for what it's worth, we have at least one negative Nancy reviewer on Apple Podcasts that doesn't appreciate us yucking it up with Mark here on his his Bulls jokes. But to that person, we say, pound sand. This this helps bring – some levity to our podcast, and we enjoy it. He says, appreciate the super, by the way, Mark. You know we love you, brother. He says, what's up, my guys? Now, this is speaking to the video he sent me. Uh, we talked about it on one of the pods last, last week. The temper, temper, uh, excuse me, temperature machine at my job is not for your head. My boss told me. <laughs> so it's for your butt. Noticing a stench around that area is roll, as I rolled my eyes and said, oh, dang you, bowls. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> There's your uh, comedy God, Mark. for today. Mark, appreciate you, bro. Mark, you never miss, man. You're always spot on. We, we definitely appreciate you. We got David Kilgore, wow. bona fide super chat superstar and big time member of the community. David, we got to we're, we're putting together the schedule for August and September for our superstar segments. We will be in touch, and we look forward to be being able to uh, chat with you, my friend. Yeah. Really appreciate your generosity. Thank you so much, David. Yeah. He says, hey, Chad and Zach, hope you guys had a great weekend. Just wanted to know what you guys think of the free agent moves with Jamal Adams going to the Seahawks and the Chiefs oh, getting the offensive line. Is Denver going oh, to get man. in the act? Now, Zach, I was unplugged in a way, like literally where I go to visit my in-laws, no internet. It's in the middle of nowhere, and it's a ranch. It's almost like going back to, you know, 1970s because you technology is just – I mean, I digress. Nevertheless, I know about the Adams deal. 
what's he talking about with the Chiefs offensive line other than that dude's opting out, the, the MD opting out, Duvernay, I forget his full uh-huh. name, but what's he talking about? They signed Kaleche, uh I can't ever pronounce his last name, Kaleche Assembly, yeah. They signed him to a one-year, I think, $2 million contract. Great. I don't want to lob the Chiefs. I get a lot of pushback from that if I compliment them, but that is a great pickup. He washed out in New York last year, had some problems with their training staff. They wouldn't give him uh, surgery, whatever happened there. But this guy was a stud with the Raiders. I mean, he was a a building block piece of that O-line. And the Chiefs, the rich get richer, Chad. They lose a starting guard. They get a former stud to plug and play and to protect Patrick Mahomes for $2 bucks. It's great. Brett Feach, real quick, is one of the best GMs in the entire NFL. He doesn't get enough credit, and it's moves like these that solidify him among the top five. Plus, Osemele, I mean, he became a stud for the Raiders because he first was a Pro Bowl stud for the Ravens. This dude is getting a little bit long in the tooth, but, I mean, if you need to replace a starting interior player, I mean, pickings are slim, but that's a really good option, Osemele. And the whole thing with with Adams, I mean – to me, I in no way, shape, or form can I wrap my head around yeah. the the absolute king's ransom the Seahawks gave up to the Jets to acquire Jamal Adams. Couple of firsts. Uh, what else, Zach? I'm like I said, I've been plugged away, uh, or I've been uh, away and not as plugged in. Two firsts plus they got to pay the man plus the safety. safety, right? Oh yeah, and they gave up the starting Mc- safety. McDougal, yeah. It's the Jets. Yeah. The Jets won that trade, and we don't. We like to clown on the Jets. We like to say they're this forlorn franchise, but he's a safety. You give up two ones for a quarterback and nothing but a quarterback. Jamal Adams isn't a future Hall of Famer. He isn't even arguably the best safety in the entire NFL. Derwin James would draw that package before I would give it for Jamal Adams. He's a good player. He's going to help out that that Seattle defense. But if they're looking to recreate the Legion of Boom, even if they do do that, what they gave up for Jamal Adams was way too much. The Jets won that trade. And anyone who disagrees, I don't understand how you could say that. Yeah, Seattle is in win-now mode. Yeah, they wanted him. They're going all in. But he is not worth what they gave up for him. It's point-blank period. By the way, uh, Buana just reminded me a third-round pick was also included. Judas Priest. Way too much. Judas Priest. Who are we talking about? The second coming of Ronnie Lott? Right. Did this dude lop off a finger and I missed it? <laughs> I mean, I don't. I honestly don't understand it. I really don't. In what world? I, well, what's his name? Schneider? John Schneider? Yeah, like, I, I like him. He's aggressive, but that's way too aggressive. That's over the top. Uh, John Mortensen, superstar, rocking the MHH face mask like a boss. Thank Keeping you, John. Supply chain rolling for these United States. Jumping in. Appreciate you, John. He says, hello from Tunnel Hill, Georgia, football priests. I can't stay because I'm heading out on the road, but I listen to all of your podcasts during my driving time. Appreciate oh, you, nice. and thank you for all you do. Yes, sir. We appreciate you, John. Stay safe on the road, my friend. Hope to make your drives that much better. And it's no coincidence because we just pulled the first name out that we're giving some swag away to tonight out of the old rando machine. And Derek Green's name was the selection, and he was next up on the list as well. It's a coincidence. I don't normally believe in coincidence, but this was sincerely a coincidence. So, Derek, we appreciate your super chat, my friend. You also have won some swag. So here's what you do. Go to huddleuppod.com, not huddleuppodcast. HuddleUpPod.com. Pick out what you want. Maybe you want a hat. Maybe you want a face mask, a hoodie, a T-shirt, whatever it is, a mug. Send me an email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. Send us an email with your personal deets, your selection of what you want. If it's a piece of apparel, what size 
and your physical address and we'll have it shipped to you. So congrats on winning that. And thank you for the super. He says, Hey guys, as always, it's great to be here for the pod live. Had a shutdown at work, kept me busy. I want to know what's the one thing or player you're most excited for when camp opens. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Number three. Good question. Really good question, Derek, and give our best to the Mrs. Adina there. Yeah. You know, honestly, what I'm really looking forward to, two things off the just off the cuff here. I want to see how things how Drew Locke, if he takes that, if we're able to measure whether or not he's taken a, a step forward in year two and how he's jiving with Pat Shermer. But really what I'm most looking forward to is the battle between Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon. Mm. Good call, Chad. Yeah, I, that's that's a really good one. Obviously, Drew Locke, the Broncos will go as Lockos, and he's the most important player on this team. Also, the wide receiver situation, Chad. Who separates there? Is it Deshaun Hamilton will be the slot guy? KJ Hamler? How will Jerry Judy adapt? And uh, opposite Cortland Sutton, the tight end room. I mean, who's going to win those spots? It's, it's, like, it's a logjam depth chart right now. A lot to look forward to, mostly on the defense. But to me, it all starts with number three. Drew Locke's development is key to the Broncos' success in 2020. Our friend Dave Darlington, Cali Dave, as he's known on Twitter, with a very interesting comment here. He says, I watched some MLB with no fans. I didn't realize the difference fans make just watching on TV. I hope the NFL will allow some fans. Hashtag Broncos fan number one. Dave, I agree with you. It's just There's just something slightly off, but it's still better than nothing. I think the NFL – I mean, the Broncos are going to let fans in. They're going to be – they're going to be social distancing requirements. They're going to be face masks. They're going to be all kinds of different hygiene and prevention measures taken. But even still, it's going to be a fraction of what it usually is. And what's that going to feel like? What's How's that going to affect the energy and the ambiance? But let's hope. I mean, teams like the New York, the New York teams, California right now, shut down. So it's a very dicey situation. I can only agree with him, though, Zach, that I hope there are going to be allowed fans in all 32, if not all 32, as many as possible. Yeah, because I watched a little bit of a Fox baseball broadcast, and the CGI fans they had behind home plate, the delayed reactions, and they would just constantly have their hands on their their hands on their chin. There was dog cutouts in the outfield and the bleachers. I don't want any of that. I don't want it to be cartoony or over the top. It's either fans or no fans. And I'm hoping by September, Chad, some of this is kind of contained and they can allow at least limited capacity into stadiums around the country. We got Jake Girard jumping in, one of our superstars, longtime listener. Appreciate you, Jake. Jake. He says, let's start the cutting of players who know we can save money with, a.k.a. Jeff Hireman, Royce Freeman, build more depth, uh, depth with Levante Bellamy and Asang Bassey, two undrafted rookies who have pretty, at least before the CV thing, pretty good odds of, of making this roster. Yeah. You know, I'm really curious to see what's going to happen with Jeff Hireman, how long the Broncos are going to maintain that, I don't know, charade, I guess, that he's really vying for this thing. You're not going to pay both him and Nick Vanette. So, and Nick Vanette, you've got so much, you're guaranteed paying in two and a half million this year. It's a virtual lock to make the roster. Now, it wouldn't be completely outside of plausibility, Zach, if, he just completely stunk it up or just got outshined by multiple yeah. other tight ends. It's not so much money that it absolutely is a preventative, you know, from, from the Broncos moving on quickly like it was a mistake. I'm trying to think back to that corner that Elway brought in early on in his front office career. Oh, I just had the name. It'll come back to me. 
decent amount of money they paid him. He didn't even make it to the regular season. He got a nice signing bonus, a little bit of guaranteed money. Chris Harris uh, basically ruined that for the Broncos and for that player. Oh, former Detroit Lions DB. If you guys can remember who he was, tell me in the in the comments. But um, oh, what was his name, dude? It's bothering me. It'll come back to me. But uh, your thoughts, Zach? I think the Broncos are delaying the inevitable right now. They're going to have to make some cuts to that tight end room. Hireman is the no-brainer because you can free up money and a significant amount of money as well. It's like $4 bucks. They don't need him. They don't need necessarily Jake Butt. They don't need Troy Fumagalli. Uh, you can argue they don't need someone like Austin Ford. I mean, having Beck, Vanette, Albert O, and Noah Fent, last year's first-round pick should be plenty. So they're going to make some moves there. I don't know when that's going to happen, but there's no way they're going to keep some of these guys on the roster, especially Jake Butt. Like you said, Chad, perfectly. They're fooling themselves, and they're just deluding themselves into thinking he's going to come back from three ACL surgeries. It's it's just not going to happen. So just be patient. The cuts will come. I do believe Royce Freeman, though, is not going to be among the first. He's going to have yeah. the first chance to win that third running back spot. Bellamy, it's going to take a very much uphill battle to unseat Royce Freeman for the regular season. Yeah, I mean, depending on the roster math, I mean, if you depending on how they categorize, for example, Andrew Beck, you might need a fullback occasionally. If you do carry Andrew Beck, do you carry him as a fullback? So, does, in other words, does he affect the running back roster math? Does he affect the tight end roster math? Only time will tell. But I think if the season had to start today, Royce Freeman's on the 53. Yep. Just be just by virtue of his draft pedigree. But don't sleep on Bellamy. That kid has got some talent, and he's smaller. He's just a little bit bulkier, but same height as Philip Lindsay, basically. And uh, he's he's got some game. Terry Randall jumping back in. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you, Terry. Number seven, as he says here. You know why. Appreciate that super. Uh, Zeus McPeak. Jeez. Condescending from on high. MHH, Mount Rushmore. I see him in the clouds up there. Appreciate you, my friend. And Thank you, Stu. Now that I'm back in town, we, uh, we shall connect. But, Stu, more than we can say, man, you just, you just continue to – blow us away with with yeah. just your steadfast support of MHH, how hardcore of a Broncos fan you are. I mean, you, this guy's command center, his cockpit where he, he sets <laughs> up for these pods and where his that little chair. man cave office is. It's impressive. Truck. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, that chair with the Broncos uh, uh, logo in the headrest—that's so dope. And uh, Stu, this is why you're Zeus. You've earned your title. You've your your reputation always precedes you on these podcasts. Thank you isn't enough for what you do for us, but all we can say is we appreciate it so much. You are the man. And uh, let's talk tomorrow. I've got—I'll be doing—I'll have a wide open day tomorrow, so I'll I'll text you and see what your schedule is, and we'll we'll hook up. Uh, Chris, jumping in, Hernandez. Bonafide superstar. Appreciate extremely, you so much. Extremely generous super chat. Thank you, Chris, my friend. He says, Devontae Bosby impressed me quickly during the few games he played Same. in last year. Do you think he can produce for the team this year? Hashtag cornerback room making me nervous. Hashtag <laughs> click those little thumbs up. Yes, smash the thumbs up wherever you're watching. Really appreciate it. Um, look, Devontae Bosby led the – short-lived Alliance of American football in interceptions. Although to be fair, he was tied with another player for interceptions though. And then he comes in and plays quite well, quickly leapfrogs a few guys on the depth chart. He eventually unseats Isaac Yadam as the third corner onto the field week three against green Bay. He comes in and he jumped out to me then. I mean, we saw him in the preseason, but it, his instincts and ability to break on the ball, Phenomenal. I mean, he broke up. Aaron Rodgers was, for the most part, kind of moving the ball at will against the Broncos that day. But Bosby broke up two third-down passes that Aaron Rodgers could not connect on. And then the next week, he looked good again against Jacksonville. And then it was the following week that he suffered that gnarly neck injury. So I am in, in agreement with Chris in terms of being impressed by Bosby's very small sample size last year. I think it comes down the the number two boundary corner. So in base defense, the two corners are going to be A.J. Bouye and Bryce Callahan, if the injury gods will it with Bryce Callahan. But when they go into sub package, which is going to be often, it's basically going to be about 80% of the time, Callahan's going to kick inside to the slot. Who that other outside boundary corner is, Zach, I think it's really going to come down to Devontae Bosby or the rookie third-rounder Michael Ogimudia. I think Bosby's going to get that, Chad. And and in terms of his technique last year, you compare that to someone like Isaac Yadam, who doesn't even recognize the balls in the air, can't even get his head around. Bosby was just a, a ready-made contributor for a Vic Fangio defense. I'm a huge fan of his, and I think he will start opposite uh, A.J. Boye on, on the boundary. And, and you know, Michael Lowe, I'm not that high in him. He's going to have to really earn his uh, – his title as a starting cornerback. Maybe if there was a, a preseason, he can climb up the depth chart, but Bosby has experience in this defense. He's a natural playmaker with instincts that you cannot teach. And Yadam is a perfect example of that. So it will be I uh, Bosby and Boye along the boundary and uh, hopefully Bryce Callahan in the slot. Okay. The chat stream did a jump on us where we can't display this super chat with the profile pic and all its glory like we want to be able to do. So I'm going to engineer it reverse style the old-fashioned way, do a quick copy-paste because we got to answer this question from one of our consistent bona fide superstars, Mike Evans. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Buona was on top of it. Thank you. 
Uh, jumping in, very generous super chat. Thank you, Mike. By the way, dude, I'm still waiting for your response to my last email. I need that. I need that uh, selfie, my friend. He says, "Do you think we'll hold on <clears throat> to a few corners a bit longer in camp to determine who is the best fit?" I do. I, I think that's one of the last. That's one of the positions they're going to wait till the towards the end to really make any lasting decisions on Zach, just because. You know, you get through the top three or four guys, you get past Bouye, you get past Callahan and Ojemudia, all three of which are guaranteed a roster spot. And Bosby's just on the edge of that where he's virtually a lock. And there's just a lot of question marks. Now, Vic Fangio talked about Zach early, I think it was at the Combine, that he's got his eye on two younger corners who we saw on the field last year didn't quite live up to expectations that he think is is going to make a jump this year, whether that's uh, – Devontae Harris, Isaac Yadam, or Duke Dawson, one of those three guys he's got an eye on. And maybe he was including Bosby, for, just to be fair. But, yeah, I do think they're going to drag their feet a little bit before they make some lasting corner decisions. I think one of the three guys you name is going to be moved to safety, either Duke Dawson or Isaac Yadam, so it's not going to even matter in the end. But, yeah, this is, this is one of the reasons why Chad and I called for the Broncos continuously to sign someone like Prince Mukamara just to shore up that secondary so you're not hoping and waiting and praying that someone steps up. Boye is not the same player he once was. Yadam, we all know, like the comment you just flashed at, he's terrible. Uh, Bryce Callahan's coming off an injury. You have, I mean, Michael Lowe's not very experienced yet, obviously. It's a very patchwork kind of group, some, some of the raw parts kind of group, and they have to stand out. I believe by the end of the summer, though, I think Chad also believes this, that Bassey will make the final roster as a number four, number five cornerback. So, they have to let it play out. Obviously, no preseason games is, again, where it hurts them for evaluation purposes. But there's a reason why they picked him up, Bassey, as an undrafted free agent. And we all know the Broncos' history, especially at cornerback in the eighth round. So I think he'll step up and take someone's spot, either Yadam or Duke Dawson. Absolutely. Kenneth, he's asked this a few times, so I'm going to answer him here. He says, what was everyone's first Bronco game you attended live? I went to Broncos Raiders. Uh, rookie Brian Greasy's forced overtime and Elam hit a 53-yard field goal and got the win. Very cool. The first game I was taken to <clears throat> as a kid was uh, Broncos-Cardinals. I want to say it was 95 season, if I'm not mistaken, but it's it's been a long time, my friend, a long time. But uh, there you go. There's your answer. We got J-Bone jumping in, Zach. Justin Statler showing some Thank love you, on Secret Chat. Appreciate you, my friend. And he t- I, t- I, t- I took the words out of his mouth. He's saying, just showing the love I can. Moving is expensive. Oh, man. I hate moving. You know, one thing my wife likes to do, it's to, I don't know, keep her busy. Like s- some people like to go shopping. My wife, what she likes to do is look at property. Not I'm not Mr. Moneybags over here, but she likes to like look at different places to move to and things like that. Fixer uppers and things. I'm no real estate mogul. Don't get me wrong, but these are things she likes to to do to, to keep her busy. It's her interest. could be worse. And she's like, when she spitballs these ideas to move here and there, like it all sounds good. But to me, the idea of moving again, just to move, I hate it so bad. Like I almost would rather just go into the, Put me six feet under the earth. That's how badly I hate packing, moving yeah. the whole nine yards. And I get the exciting part of where you end up. It's something new and all that. But J Bone, I'm, uh, dude, I'm seriously believe this. I feel your pain. I hate moving. Thank you for showing the love. 
Yeah, a couple of years ago, I moved uh, twice in a six-month period, Chad, and I vowed I will never do it for at least three to five years. I despise moving. It sounds fun in theory, new place, packing everything up, making new memories and everything like that. But when it comes down to the packing, unpacking, paying the movers if you have them, driving there, getting your new internet set up, your new electricity set up, all those the bills, canceling things, activating things, it's a giant headache. I despise moving. Justin, I feel your pain. I hope it goes as smoothly as possible. But, you know, it's, it's never a great process. Ian wants to know, there was a meme going around over the weekend. Hey, Zach, just real quick, careful with the pen knocking thing. It comes through the mic a little bit, just FYI. There was a meme over the weekend. And even me, Zach, being, being unplugged from the internet, I was exposed to this, the very brief little windows of access I would get to this very splotchy data, or Wi-Fi, I should say. I saw this. It's fake news. It was a meme saying Elway unleashing hellfire on anyone who wants to kneel during the anthem. Now, look, I'm, we're not making any statements on on the anthem or anything, but this is John Elway who in June or was it late May came out and made a very overt statement in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. You think he's going to go out and, and make that kind of a, a statement, which some considered Zach to be kind of a departure from his more – I guess, right-leaning political stances, which we all know to be, he's a Republican in, this, in the state of Colorado. He was, he was a supporter of Donald Trump in the 2016 election. Is he going to do that and then all of a sudden release a statement right on the doorstep of training camp that anyone who kneels for, in the orange and blue is going to be fired? Listen, he allowed many players to do it over the last few years. We saw Brandon Marshall do it. Vaughn did it. Several players did it. So he, Ian's wondering if it was true. No, that was fake news, my friend. That was fake news. He couldn't even do it if he wanted to. He would be castigated through the media and, and through the public. Drew Brees got ripped to shreds for supporting the American flag. And, and taking my beliefs out of this, my political beliefs and Elway's political beliefs, this kind of year, Chad, with the movements going on, the social protests going on, there is no way he's going to go against Green, even if he wants to. He would keep that to himself, for sure. It was fake news. But But just look at the fact that even if he didn't make that statement in, in uh, support of the BLM movement, just look at the fact that he allowed multiple players to do it in years past, post Kaepernick right. starting it as a as a as a movement, I guess you can call it. So yeah, that that was fake news. Terry jumping back in, showing some love for our boy. He says, "Locke, appreciate you, my Thank friend. You, Terry. We're looking forward to seeing you next week. It's going to be a gas." Ron Dub jumping in, showing some love on the super chat. Appreciate Thank you, you as always, my friend. I'm guessing he's got a really good question. His questions are always insightful and good. He says, hey, guys, besides secondary and tackle depth, what is the next team weakness? I say special teams. If that doesn't improve, I see Tom McMahon, the coordinator, losing his job next year. Ron, I would agree with you that if the special teams does not show marked improvement this year, Tom McMahon is probably going to find himself on the outside looking in job-wise in January. I don't know that I would necessarily agree that that's the next biggest weakness because McManus is a pretty – I've been quite critical of McManus over the last couple of years, but he's in no way the worst kicker. You know, he's a top 15 kicker, I think, in the NFL. Punter, they just paid some money to bring in uh, Sam Martin from Detroit. We'll see if that bears fruit. At returner is where it's a problem. Returner and covering kicks and punts. I think the first two are more of a direct reflection on McMahon – the other one being, as far as the return game goes, it's going to come down to Spencer, Deontay, uh, Deontay Spencer, KJ Hamler, and the rookie seventh rounder. Don't sleep on him. 
Tyree Cleveland to go along with Kelvin McKnight, one of last year's college free agents, and uh, Trinity Benson, who's also been on the practice squad and is a futures guy. So I'm not sure. It's fun to uh, – I take the opportunity to talk a little special teams like I just did, Zach, but what do you think is the next weakness beyond corner and tackle or, or secondary and tackle depth? I, I agree special teams is a weakness, and I think McMahon should have lost his job this year, but that's another story. I, inside linebacker to me, Chad, jumps out because if Surna does not take that leap, if he gets injured, they don't really have another young up-and-coming prospect behind Todd Davis. And I don't want to suffer through an entire full 16-game season again of Todd Davis getting burnt in pass coverage. I think Sternod will work out well, but he's kind of a gamble. I mean, he has some development to do. Got to stay healthy. Got to learn the NFL game. Justin Hollins is not an inside linebacker linebacker Malik Reed's on an inside linebacker so the Broncos roster is pretty well stacked at certain spots inside linebacker to me kind of stands out though after tackle it's tackle and cornerback and then way down here is inside linebacker I agree that would be my first thing is is they gotta I mean Alexander Johnson I do believe he's the truth and I give him a lot more credit I think than some of some of our uh, colleagues at MHH in terms of you know He's not. He's he's not going to be Levante David as a you know pass defending linebacker off the ball. But I think he was not as exposed in that department as Todd Davis was last okay. year. So it's beyond those two men. They're just lacking the the twitchy depth. And as you said, maybe Justin Sternad ends up being that guy. Only time will tell. Uh, Terry jumping in. He likes the. He's trying to create. I think a new uh, a new hashtag. Pound sand, baby. Appreciate you, Terry, as always, my friend. Yep. Cobra Commander, appreciate you step, uh, stopping in with us, my friend. Good to see you. Mile high salute to you. All right, let's see where are we at. We're at 52 minutes. I got to keep this one really close to the one-hour mark because I literally rushed home from being away so that we could get back in time to do this podcast, and then I, I got a lot of work to do to get ready for the week and unpack and do laundry and all that stuff and whatnot. So we'll, uh, whatever we miss out on tonight, we'll make it up to you tomorrow. We'll have plenty of time to kind of let our hair down on tomorrow's podcast and preview even more in depth, some training camp storylines. <laughs> Terry, Terry jumping back in again. he says for the love of my Broncos country, sisters and brothers, very generous. Thank Appreciate you, you, bro. We'll be seeing you soon. It's going to be a gas. Um, okay. Let me see here really quick. And by the way, tomorrow, so over the weekend, I published uh, an article, the 10 position battles to watch that I think have the biggest implications on which direction the Broncos 2020 season goes. Zach, I want to get your thoughts on that and go through those position battles tomorrow night as yep. kind of a preview for, for camp getting started. The veterans will report the very next day. So we'll, we'll get to some real deep dive content then. Uh, Albert Knoppers on uh, Facebook Jumping in. Appreciate you, Albert. Also one of our superstars. He watches on YouTube, watches on Facebook, a little bit of uh, both places. He says, do you think Derek Wolf will be missed either on the field or in the locker room? I do. I do. Mm. Zach and I don't quite share a brain on Derek Wolf. I think Derek Wolf is, is, was vastly underrated by Vic Fangio. Like I am surprised Vic Fangio with how well he played seven sacks in 12 games wasn't more ardent to the front office to hey give me this guy back on a couple year deal like let's let's see if we can make some some uh, chicken salad to use one of Zach's phrases because he proved to be a phenomenal fit and even if he if he wasn't in terms of his what he meant in that locker room I think he will be missed 
But Jarrell Casey is a pretty solid upgrade. As much as I love Derek Wolf as a player, I love covering him. I just love what he represents, the way he conducts himself. Zach, I can't deny Jarrell Casey's an upgrade. Right. And they brought back Shelby Harris as well. So you're getting, you know, an upgrade on, on Derek Wolf and a, a lateral move in bringing back Shelby Harris as well. And in terms of a leadership standpoint, yeah, he was the mouthpiece of the defense, but they have a lot of young leaders on that defense already. You have Bradley Chubb, you have Justin Simmons, you have Vaughn there still. Then you have the up and coming young players like Draymond Jones, Marcus Walker still there. They have talent on that defense. They don't have to worry about missing Derek Wolf from a production standpoint or from a leadership standpoint. If they didn't get Jarrell Casey, then yeah, I think they they might have missed Derek Wolf this year. But what anything Wolf can do, Jarrell Casey can do tenfold. Okay, real quick, we got Eclipse Stormborn, bona fide superstar, jumping in on super. Appreciate you, my Thank friend. You, Eclipse says, "Happy Sunday, Priests and Broncos country." Just got home, but I was listening in the car. Mundungus made my daughter cry. Uh, I'm here for you if you need me, bro. Hashtag State of Being. Hashtag United Broncos Nation. Love you, Eclipse. Cool. Your daughter's a sweetheart. Yeah. And uh, definitely thoughts and prayers out to, to Mundungus' f- family, especially his grandma. Could really yeah. use him right now. We're all a family here, Chad. It's, it's beyond just a podcast, beyond just listeners. We're literally, truly a Broncos family. James, that's the one. Well done, my friend. If anyone was going to know that Lions, ex-Lions corner that lasted not long, it's, it's James. And now that I think about it, Drayton Florence – it might have been the year after Chris Harris. It might have been 2012 that he came in, flash in the pan, didn't last. And I don't remember the exact dollar figure. I'll, I can research another time. But, yes, kudos to you, James. Well done. He was signed, given a signing bonus, significant money. I can't remember now exactly the figure. But, Zach, he didn't make it to final cuts. He was he was on the cutting room floor. And this was the type of move that John Elwood became known for, grabbing a veteran corner, more established guy, one-year, two-year deals, Tracy Porter, um, Quentin Jammer came in. Then, of course, Tlaib and beyond, uh, DRC, Dominic Rogers, Cromarty. Drayton Florence was, I think, you could argue, the first stab in that direction. It didn't pan out, but LA kept coming back. Aside from Tlaib, I think his biggest success was DRC. And Tracy Porter had a really underrated season for the Broncos as a one-year player uh, was it 12 or 13? I think it was 2012 he was Bronco. Maybe that same year. But I digress. Thanks, James. I know he's not a cornerback, but it kind of reminded me of Jamal Charles. That was a well-hyped veteran addition, and then he didn't really even play. A, literally did not play more than, what, 10 snaps that year in 2017. So does Elway make some head-scratching moves as well? He, uh, I think he could have been more for the Broncos, but he fumbled in whatever it was, like week two or three against the chiefs the first game against the chiefs and it's like man that was a wrap for him that was it uh holden adams jumping in appreciate you my friend he says do you think bassy uh so saying bassy the undrafted corner from wake forest uh coleman douglas coleman the undrafted safety from texas tech and bellamy the running back from western michigan do they get a fair chance to make the 53 or will they lose out because of the no preseason I think all three of those guys are bona fide threats still to this day. I wrote about this um, over the weekend in that same article we'll talk about tomorrow, the position battles to monitor. I think Coleman is more than a threat to make the roster. I think he's a threat to challenge uh, Trey Marshall for that number three safety role. He's that good. And he's a former corner. In fact, Eric Trickle's uh, roster breakdown on Coleman, there's a video. Uh, If it's not up on YouTube, it will be, but it's at least up at milehighhuddle.com. Guys, go check it out. 
Coleman is an exciting young player, quintessential Fangio safety. I love his upside. I think he makes this roster and could could really challenge for a role. One of these three, at least one of these three, will make the 55-man roster now. I mean, it's a no-brainer. I I would say Bellamy has more of an uphill battle because Royce Freeman is established in the NFL. He knows the Broncos. He's been around. He has some value to the offense, whereas the secondary, Chad, who is behind the starting caliber players? Who is behind the Boyes and who is behind the, the Bryce Callahans? They don't have anyone. So if Bassey or Coleman are competing with Trey Marshall and Isaac Yadam, that's a much smaller hill to climb than competing with Royce Freeman if you're Bellamy. So one of those three, at least, will make the final roster. Brian Greenfield jumping in, who actually, longtime superstar, owns the, is the record holder for the biggest individual super chat in MHH history. Almost came close to the YouTube individual limit, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if that has changed since last fall when when BG showed that level of generosity, but uh, appreciate the support as always, my yeah. friend. You you blow us away, and we're glad to hear things are working for you on your side with the, the old job. Yeah, thank you so much, Brian. Appreciate you, my brother. All right, let me see what else we got here. I'm about out of time for tonight, and James, way to, way to have that info, dude. Appreciate that. He's If you guys missed that, the stream just jumped, so I can't bring it back on, but Drayton Florence, who he sussed out for us, Lost to it was Tracy Porter that same year, 2012, that ended up uh, beating him out for the roster spot. So, okay, let me see here. We got David Kilgore jumping back in. Appreciate you, my Thank friend. You, David. Do you guys see us going after a Logan Ryan at cornerback or trading for a corner? Thanks again, guys. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Hashtag MHH one. I really don't, Zach. And Logan Ryan has never been a player since he hit and was projected to hit free agency. I've never viewed him as a good Fangio fit or Bronco fit, and I've not been a huge fan of his game for a while now. If they were going to sign a cornerback, it would have happened, Chad, already this offseason. They had a Mukamara sitting there. They had other cornerbacks. Former first-round players like Drake Kirkpatrick and Darquise Denard were on the open market. The Broncos wanted no nothing to do with them. They drafted a cornerback. They traded for a cornerback, and I think they're going to go into the to the regular season or at least training camp with the players they have on the roster. If there's an injury or they don't perform well in practice, then I can see the Broncos making a move. But as of now, I don't see it happening. Gentle reminder, gang, before we wrap it up here for tonight, that those of you who are business owners in the community, whether it's a brick and mortar type of business like Mundungus does with his bookstore or a service that can work digitally, whether it's designing, um, you know, logos, stuff like that, like Zach Z-Dub uh, Designs does. We want you guys to let us know if you have a brick-and-mortar business that needs a little help, a little promotion that we could help you with. Not as a sponsor. We don't want anything from you in terms of money or anything. But we want to be able to, especially in these times of need right now, what the CV has done to the economy, we want to be able to support the community and have the community support each other and itself. So you guys reach out to us if you're in a position could use a little even if you're doing okay and you want a little promotion, hit us up, dude. We're happy to help out. We want to help out those in the community who are business owners or looking to get their product or service out there. As long as it stays family friendly and it doesn't vie with our, our uh, moral compass. Six foot 10 jumping in. Appreciate you, my friend. It's a great question. If you can ask Elway one question, what would it be? Oh. I have a couple, top of my head. Okay, you go, and then I'll, I'll see what I got. <laughs> I mean, they're nothing positive. It's when you were drafting a quarterback, why Paxton Lynch, and you're looking for a head coach, what in the world 
made you decide on Vance Joseph over Kyle Shanahan or the other players in that or the other coaches in that coaching cycle recently, Chad, in, in a negative way? I'm sure you have a positive question you want to ask, maybe about his uh, playing days as well. <sighs> Honestly, I mean, I'd have to think about that one. I'd really have to think about it. I can think of a bunch of things off the top of my head in terms of head-scratching decisions. I would honestly want to know – I honestly would want to know how close Chad Kelly really was to mm. unseating Case Keenum. Close. But that's not the number one question I'd have for him, though. But I do – I would want to find that out if I possibly could. But that's something I'll give some thought to, Six foot ten. And, by the way, check out his podcast, Broncos Talk. He's trying to get it out there to people. Check it out. Up and comer. Maybe right, like guys. also real quick, Chad, how long will you see yourself staying the Broncos general manager? How long will you hang around as retirement an option? Something like that. Yeah. Are you planning on, are you envisioning your role as an executive as the top football executive beyond 2021? Mm-hmm. Very interesting to, to find out. All right, guys, we got to get out of here for tonight. Thanks to each and every one of you for joining us. Shout out, special shout out to Duke for bringing the, the swag our Thank way. Thank you, Andrew. That's so awesome. We really do appreciate it. For those of you who missed it at the top of the show, I got home from that little vacation this weekend to find a care package waiting from Duke Boynton. This is going to be on Zach's bookcase here in the very near future. So cool. Um, shout out. Thanks. Appreciate you, Duke. And thanks to each and every one of you for joining us. And it's a mile-high salute to our extremely generous and outgoing Super Chat superstars. We love you guys. Before we get out of here, make sure you are following the podcast on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod, also at Mile High Huddle. Check out the merch store if you're in a position. Get yourself a hat, a face mask, etc. And then Zach, tomorrow the Broncos quarterbacks, rookies, and rehabbing players will, if they pass their second CV test, are going to be walking through the building and getting started with training camp. So it's going to be fun to see what tomorrow presents us by way of storylines, quotes, whatever it might be. And we have training camp starting this week, Chad, in full force. I, I'm so happy there's a football normality taking place this week. A lot to talk about. Another great week of podcasting coming up. Looking forward to it. All right, guys. We love you. We'll be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern. See you then. For Zach Kelberman, for John in the booth helping us out, as always, I'm Chad Jensen. We'll see you then. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. 
the Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.